The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at NewBalance.com. The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads ensure you can take on any adventure. Available H-Track all-wheel drives you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together. Available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone. Whether you're tailgating out in the dirt lot, Carter Finley, shout out Carter Finley, or whether you're whitewater rafting, taking the entire family on an adventurous trip, maybe you're out camping at Mount Rogers. I used to go as a kid, wish my parents had a Hyundai Santa Fe. The Hyundai Santa Fe is perfect for your family outing. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Big Six Podcast, NFL Podcast. I'm Will Brinson, joined by the super friends Ryan Wilson and John Breach. I'm going to say Breach Palooza. I'm just like Ron Burgundy. We'll read anything that's on the prompter as well as the proprietor of the Power Rankings. A man who's seen 432 Super Bowls. Or how many that's ever there have been in the history of the world? Pete Briscoe. What's up, buddy? Yeah, I've seen all of them, by the way. I can admit to that. I've, I've how, many actually- have you, how many have you been to? 30, I think this year will be 34 or 35. Wow. 35 we need Pete to power rank Super Bowl cities. Don't you get like a, like a New like Orleans a, one, New Orleans one, New Orleans one, New Orleans one. Should be in New but Orleans Vegas every, every will probably top yeah, ooh, good, yeah. Ooh, good question. We should be, all right, all right. We're going to do, let's do, let's power rank. Uh, well, next week we'll power rank cities to uh, this, this week. We've got some other stuff we're going to do. If you're watching on YouTube, make sure and hit the like button. Hi Ryan as well. Um, you say hello. Oh, there's Ryan Wilson along hey. with John Breach. Hey Pete, yeah. I'm you 20 years ago. Let's go. Oh please, I feel sorry for you do these days. Uh, Pete, do you think do you, do you feel like Ryan's got this like too too cool for school vibe now that he's got his own podcast with Rick, with former Vikings GM Rick Spielman? Do Me you get and that Pete vibe? text every day, so uh, Pete Pete knows what's up. Yeah, but you know, here's the thing about Ryan. He has gotten a little too cool for school. You know what it is? Bitches. He's scared. Of, he's scared of Rick Spielman. Oh, yeah. And I, you know, which should not be the case because Rick Spielman has no juice or power or anything over Brian, but he's scared. Yeah! Of him. Uh, all right. If you're watching on YouTube, make sure to hit the like button, subscribe while you're at it. If you're listening to the various podcast platforms, go ahead and hit us with that five star review. Uh, one back in the feed. We got Katie Mox, myself, Emery Hunt, and Prop Stars looking at early out your week three. Go ahead and give that a listen. Got uh, actually a lot of actionable bet, a lot of information coming out of week two that we think can spin into actionable items for week three. I had a bunch of early leans on week three. We'll see how that goes. Um, I did, did well on my best bets last week. Four and one, I had a terrible bet. week in week two. I somehow, but I somehow went like six and seven um, overall but then i also i got like, I got 11 right in my picks pool i don't i don't understand what the hell happened i had a bad week 
that's all right. My theories didn't play out, so I had a bad week. Conspiracy theories, be mm. clear. Yes, that's right. why you're on the Power Rankings podcast, not the Picks podcast. That's right. That's why we threw you off the Picks podcast. <laughs> I was good. I was great on. I, I destroyed you every year in the Picks podcast. I, I'm just kidding, Pete. We just wanted to okay. have you on the Power Rankings podcast, and I, I don't know. I'm not in charge of these things. Uh, today we're going to cover the Browns. Monday Night Free Fall, induced by the injury to Nick Chubb. Talk through uh, – oh, no, Pete, just just let me set up the teaser and we'll get to it. Uh, we'll run through Pete's post-week week, week two power rankings and rank non-quarterback MVP candidates through two games. As in, doesn't have to be wide receivers, not offensive players, non-quarterbacks. Just think through your top five. But first, Pete, since the Steelers won the game with – Negative seven yards of offense in the fourth quarter. And without running a single play in the red zone, a single offensive play in the red zone, they won a football game. Truly incredible that the Browns lost. Why don't you rank your top five? I want you to rank your top five favorite Pittsburgh area foods. Okay. The Primanti Brothers sandwich isn't very good. I'm I agree sorry. with that. Oh. I, it's over. <laughs> I mean, I, I mean you, you, if you like a sandwich – and you like French fries? Have the French fries on the side. They don't need to be on the damn sandwich, okay? Right, right. I like. And, I get. I get the blue collar nature of like, hey, we just didn't have one hand, so we got a coal axe in it. But it's like, I, dude, you don't need that now. You can just have a plate with French fries right, and sandwiches, right? <laughs> and so, uh, well, there's some good Italian restaurants in Pittsburgh, by the way, really good ones. And uh, I can't remember the names of them, but I've gone there. And back in the day when the Jaguars used to go there and when I was covering that team, they used to stay at the William Penn Hotel, by the way. It was a fancy hotel. I'm like, I walked in there and I'm like, what is going on in here? You know, it's like unbelievable. What year, um, what year was that? Is that the 90s or the 80s? 90s. Or 60s? Oh, 90s. Had to be the, yeah, the 90s. Yeah. Yeah, the 90s. There you go. What about uh, pierogies? Not a big fan. How about, Pete, how about, you gotta, how about Heinz ketchup? Pete, you got to explain, though. You have a limited diet. Like, you don't eat a bunch of stuff. Pete eats no, chicken fingers. I, that's his entire diet. This is no joke. No. no, 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 no Pete, eats, Pete eats turkey sandwiches and bagels. But now I can't eat anything because I'm on Ozempic. <laughs> I, I, I love that you admit it, at least. Well, I'm not like the Hollywood people. They they all go, no, well, no, I've been working. I mean, I've been working out, but it's like, no, I've been working out. I've been working out. No, you're not. You're Ozempic. Is Ozempic is Ozempic just like a? Is it is it like a health thing or is it like a just? It's because my it's my A1C was up. That's why the doc put me on it, and it's a byproduct. Oh, that's the commercial. It's, yeah, the byproduct is to lose weight, and it lose weight. So I've lost a lot of weight, and I'm happy about it. I feel good. My A1C's down. I'm I'm, I'm 28 again, baby. You do you do look? I gotta say. Uh, do we have uh, Harry? Can we bring up Pete's? Do we have a graphic with Pete's like headshot on his power rankings? Because <laughs> you, you don't look like the same person. We no. might not. I think it's like on the on the uh, the uh, um, NFL on CBS Instagram page. If you could scope it out, we don't have to worry about it. But like like you look like tan and skinny. That like you look kind of like a bloated Casper. In that uh, headshot. It was a pig. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I saw you at the Super Bowl, Brinson. You weren't exactly skinny mini either, but that, that was that was two years ago, pal. I like no, that was in California. Yeah. No, no, yeah. no, no. The last California. Super Bowl was in Arizona. I mean, in Arizona, I mean, that's the one. I would say it was fine. There. I mean, like I look about the same. I'm usually like sometimes my belly's a little bigger, sometimes it's not. I mean, there's a picture around. There's a picture floating around. It's like you, me, Dave Richard, and Nick Costos on a CBS Sports set. Uh, in like 2013 or 2015, I can't remember which year. And it's like, I don't look any different. Like, my, I mean, I, I just look the same. You look, no, I hate to tell you, you look different. My hair's better. Is that what you're saying, Ryan? 
Yeah, it rhymes with hair plugs, Breach. <laughs> wow. Um, oh, wow. and this is now that now you look closer to that, Pete. That's yeah. the yeah. That was Pete. That was when I turned. Fi- I was fifty. I, that, that was Joe Pesci. That was Pete. That was that was Pete. That was Pete. That was, that was a promo shot for Pete's radio show in Jacksonville. Like I love the idea that like you're doing this. This like it's like in the early two thousands, and like they're like what we need is Pete flexing his muscles to let people know he's gonna flex on them when he does this. Like when he's gonna flex those, on their those takes. Lacoste shirts are back in in style again too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I was having a. I was doing a. Anyway, nobody cares about my rant on polo shirt. So, uh, Wilson, you're a, you're a Steelers fan. Any um, any Pittsburgh uh, Pittsburgh? Takes, oh yeah, food takes. This will be a, a weekly topic, I'm sure. Pete likes to come at me because Matt Corral is my number one quarterback in that 2020 class. Pete's number oh. one quarterback, and the quarterback of my Pittsburgh Steelers looks like Joe Burrow out there. Breach like he is struggling, and the difference is Joe Burrow only has a half a leg, so there's an excuse there. I don't know what Kenny Pickett is doing. There were fire Canada chants all throughout the crowd last night, and you can blame part of that, and you can blame the offensive line, Pete. But at some point, Kenny Pickett's got to step up and play a lot better. Yeah, I'm sorry. What, what was, well. was, was that? What did that have to do with Pittsburgh food? You were asking about the Steelers game, so I just—I uh, no, I said you're a Steelers fan, so I was asking if you knew anything about. Ste- oh Pittsburgh no! Well, after you said, you know fan, what the I best the best food in Pittsburgh is? Icy light. That's Icy the best light. food in Pittsburgh. Icy light bad. beer. That's have you read a no. Have you read a Pittsburgh salad, which is basically like a salad with French fries on top of it? Like, come on. Oh, but I would eat that though before I put it on my sandwich. I'd rather have the sandwich. I think I don't know. Yeah. I I remember back in the day we did the um, Thursday Night Live pregame show, and uh, Mike Friedman, our old producer, would get whatever the local, whatever the food of the home team was shipped to the show. And we remember we were, like smashing some blue cra- like some crabs when it was Baltimore on the table, and we got Permani Brothers one year, and that's the only time I ever had it. Not blown away. Sorry. No, it was and they had. By the way, they they have them here in South Florida. By the way, Permani Brothers. Gross. Um, right, Ryan, Ryan by the way, I want to go back to Ryan. Yeah. See, Ryan's trying to take shots at Pickett because I ha- he was my number one quarterback in that draft. And, He's been the quarterback of my team, had Matt, my, Ryan had Matt Corral. So who's better right now, Matt Corral or Pickett? <laughs> I, mean, be- I mean, the only thing, the only thing I don't know, Matt Corral had more offensive yards in the fourth quarter last night than Kenny Pickett. <laughs> <laughs> that Kevin you, Harlan, I think. Yeah. Uh, by the way, like the only thing, like the only like thing you'd want Matt Corral right now is like to replace Matt Canada. I think like maybe maybe Matt Canada is terrible. The offensive line is terrible. Najee Harris isn't a great runner. Uh, they had one of their top receivers was out, and uh, they have one receiver that can do anything. And other than that, go ahead, pick it, make plays against a defense that is dominant up on the defensive no, line. Not, by the way, all right, all right, enough enough messing around. Let's get to the real power rankings. We'll talk about your biggest faller, Monday Night Football. The Cleveland Browns tumbled ten spots. Was this the Nick Chubb injury? Did the Steelers expose something, or do you just not trust Deshaun Watson? Uh, it's number. It's letter C, by the way. If you go, if you put them in order, <laughs> I do. I picked the Browns to be a playoff team. I don't think they're going to be, and not because Nick Chubb isn't there. Because I'm a big Jerome Ford guy. I love him. I love them coming out. He was one of my favorite running backs. So I don't think I don't think it's because Nick Chubb. I think it's because Deshaun Watson. He looks awful. He looks lost. He looks jumpy. He looks like he can't move at times. I don't know what's wrong with him. And I thought he would take a step forward. I never thought he was elite, ever. And everybody in Houston tried to say, oh, he's elite. No, he was never elite. But he was a pretty good quarterback for a couple years there. Now he's not even close to that. And that worries me because I thought he would get somewhat closer to that. Hadn't come close. Hasn't even made a move in that direction. 
No, I mean, you're not going to get a pushback from me. I agree 100%. I said from day one when they spent all that money to get him. And by the way, I've heard that the Haslams wanted to stay with Baker, and clearly they didn't, and they had to give that weird sort of conversation, explain to fans and the, the media why they went in this direction. All feel mm, stuff aside. I think you're in the wrong direction on that. Either way, I, either way, off field stuff aside, and to your point, Pete, he's been below average, not even average. And I mean, last look at the numbers a, on the graphic we're showing right now. He's last night was an, a, an accumulation of that. And one of the things I took away, and you know, I watched a lot of spent a lot of Saturdays watching college football. Spencer Rattler is one of my new favorite players because he is so tough and he takes a beating and keeps getting up. And I say that because Deshaun Watson looks like he's getting frustrated. The two face mask penalties breach. When's the last time a quarterback got two personal foul penalties? let alone a game in an entire season. And you know what? It's almost impossible to get called for a face mask if you're an offensive player. The officials give you so much leeway. You are allowed to stiff arm them into oblivion. We see Derrick Henry do it all the time. You are allowed to touch the face mask. All you can't do is bend your fingers and grasp it. So to see that, just you never, ever see that, let alone a player get called twice. You hit the nail on the head, Wilson. It's way below average. He's not even playing average football. If he was playing average football... The Browns probably win last night. No, the guy no. gave the Steelers two touchdowns. Although, in his defense, pick six was not his fault. Uh, but losing a fumble in the fourth quarter uh, was one hundred percent his fault. And so it's just been—I I was like Pete. Well, I had the Browns the going. Six to wasn't a great. Th the pick six wasn't yeah, a great. Yeah, but if it bounces either. off the receiver's yeah, the hand, catch that's it. not he's catch it, But it wasn't a great throw. So it, it, it was, was part it, his. But that's here's not the other Watson's thing, guys. He's holding the football. You know, you know quarterbacks hold the football. He's holding the damn football. That's a problem. And, and you know, as far as the ha the Haslam, what I was heard was the Haslams wanted him in the worst way, and there were other people who didn't want him. I've heard people close to the situation. Maybe it's, maybe they're going back and rewriting history at this point because it looks they're so terrible. They're rewriting history. They but either way, top, top it, it, it has not worked out. Wait, wait, what no. did you hear? Wait, you heard something other than the, ha the Haslams were demanded it. Right. Basically shoved it. They basically shoved it down the entire front there office. There were of people in that throws. building that would have played with Steph, uh, with um, Mayfield. Yeah, they they wanted. Look, they this guy. They gave this guy, despite having major all field concerns. They gave him a bunch of first round picks for him. They gave him the biggest contract in NFL history, the most guaranteed money ever at the time, the most fully guaranteed, the the biggest fully guaranteed contract in NFL history, and he stinks. And they've had. This is not like. This is not like he got traded last week. He got traded before last season, and he sat out his suspension, and they had time to play. And look, we had uh, look, I love Ken Carmen, who does ninety two point three the fan in, in Cleveland. Um, but like he I tries got, to argue with me all the time. Yeah, me too. Uh, he, he but he, he's been on the podcast he several times. Great dude. But he came on here and it was like he's like, now I got a theory. It's a bit of like, a bit of conspiracy theory that maybe Kevin Stefanski and the and the Browns offense were purposely like not showing a bunch of stuff with Watson last year to try and, and I mean, clearly not the case. Like no. Watson no. Is, it holds the ball. He doesn't play. Kevin Stefanski runs a structured offense. You need to play inside that structure if you want it to work. And Watson wants to freelance. He wants to hold the ball. He wants to run around and he wants to try and make plays. And he's like, he's rusty as hell. He's it's not like he doesn't Why have is he rusty. He played last year. He had an entire offseason. Not he's just not that good. Would you yeah. take yeah, Baker, I think Mayfield, you're over the the Baker, the okay. Baker Mayfield, the Baker Mayfield you're playing right now is playing better than way Deshaun better. Watson. So ba Baker, a, Baker, being better decision. Than, Baker being better than Watson would be crazier than like Jordan Love being better than Aaron Rodgers. Well, I, I think that well, he's going to have a better year than Aaron Rodgers this year. 
yeah. <laughs> I feel like some people thought playing quarterback is like riding a bike where Deshaun Watson was just going to be able to return from a year and a half off and look like an MVP candidate. And that has not been, this is not riding a bike. He's fallen off the bike and he does not want to get on the bike anymore. He and he is wheel. just walking. Yeah, he's, he's carrying the chain. The wheel has no <laughs> idea what to do. I don't know um, what that pregame ritual he's doing, but he may, might need to stop it. You know, the, what was he in some Zen mode or something? Uh, what the hell is that? Yeah, that's. He might want to stick his nose into the playbook and watch more tape so he can actually get rid of the football once in a while. Not where yeah. I think, I'm glad that you ended that sentence in a different direction than I thought you were going it in. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and look, enough with the, you know, I'm not going to make the jokes about what he's, you know what? Let's move on. Our sports line, proje- <laughs> <laughs> our sports line projection model gives the Browns a massive drop off with, uh, without Nick Chubb, uh, giving the running back, making the running back cause the Browns to lose a, like or win less than a full game, uh, going basically from a nine win team to an eight win team without him. Um, now I think that uh, I don't buy that. I think I that's I think that. it's I think it's a bit over the top. But I'm curious, Pete, what do you think the uh, the Browns should do here? Should they? Uh, trade, say, shine cream hunt, trade for Jonathan Taylor, or, or roll with, with your guy, Jerome Ford. Love Jerome Ford, man. You love Jerome. Here's the thing about Jerome Ford. You people don't realize he started at Alabama, then he transferred to Cincinnati, and in two years at Cincinnati, he averaged over six point three per carry, six point six, I think, the last year. What did he average the other night? Six point six. The guy's a big play runner. Let him play. You know, he's the guy you play. Go sign Kareem Hunt. He knows the offense. So you play the two of them. But let let the young player become the focal point of the offense. I would trade a first-round pick for Najee Harris, but that's just me. I don't think you <laughs> yeah. trade for <laughs> Yeah. You're not going to trade for Jonathan Taylor because you have Nick Chubb under contract. Hopefully Nick Chubb comes back completely healthy. He is well, 28. I don't know if he's coming back and playing like I, that. I'm again. just trying to be optimistic. Something that uh, I mean, a word if you with which you're not Jonathan familiar Taylor with. for a second, would you do that? No, they've already hey, given up a ton him. of picks. They've given up a ton of assets and picks to go get Watson. Yeah, how your franchise gets damaged by that. And you Jonathan Taylor wants to get paid. And they want to get Jonathan Taylor wants to get paid too. So that's a whole, you don't want to. You, I would imagine you don't want to go down Taylor's that road. Jonathan Taylor's hurt too. <laughs> that's the other thing. Yeah, he Allegedly. can't even play until week five. So it's not, even if you yeah. did that trade, he's still out two more weeks. No, and the other thing, I, the other thing I would say, and Breach, you can answer this if you want. I don't think. Uh, Nick Chubb being worth one game is that outlandish. He might be worth more than that. He's the best player in that offense. And Deshaun Watson needs Nick Chubb way more than Nick Chubb needs Deshaun Watson. Right. And I think that's why that does make sense. We just ripped Deshaun Watson, said he can't do anything. It was clearly Nick Chubb carrying this offense and making life easier for Deshaun Watson. So you take him out of the fold. And I I do think the offense gets much worse. And and I don't think one game is that crazy. But I think that the Browns, obviously, Jonathan Taylor, you can't overpay. You can't send a second-round pick for a guy who has a contract expiring uh, in 2023 and who can't even play for three more weeks till week five. So I, I, I think that seems a little crazy. I would call the Rams about Cam Akers. The, the Rams look like they're trying to have a fire Why? sale. Because you bring someone in. You need more what bodies. Is, is Cam Akers Did you not see him the last few weeks of the season Cam last year? Than what they have? Yeah, yeah, I mean, Jerome Ford looks better than Cam Akers does. Cam Akers, no, he's not better than Jerome Ford. No. And here's the other thing. You talk about go and get this guy. Go get this guy. Are the Dolphins really lamenting the fact they didn't get Dalvin Cook? No. 
They don't care. With this, what about the Jets? Do, you, do they really now that Brees Hall's back and he, he wants to carry the ball more? Do, do they really need Dalvin Cook? No, you're not trading for Cam Akers to be the number one guy. This is right. he run, he went for over 100 yards in, in his final Kareem three Hunt games. Back. He knows the offense. Well, there's a reason they got rid of Kareem Hunt. So for yeah. whatever they clearly didn't want him around because well, they so. thought Ford was the thought Ford was going to be number two. You don't keep him for number three when you're a veteran running back. Well, now they don't have a number two. So keep yeah, that's him number a, two. That's a Paul DiBattista special where it's like, look. I mean, he's a money ball, like literally like one of the main money ball guys. He's somebody's not going to overpay for a running back in the market. When you have Jerome Ford, who you got at like a cheaper draft rate. I mean, they're probably going to roll. Out. I think, I mean, I think they're going to roll with the guys they have, but I, I, I do also think they'll bring in somebody else. They were rumored to be in the Jonathan Taylor sweepstakes, right? Or the, or the, the sweepstakes. You can't keep giving away assets. It's not like it's not like Jonathan Taylor comes in there and they're all of a sudden the Super Bowl team. I mean, you can't keep giving. They got to look to the future. You're stuck with that quarterback. There's nothing well, you can do. Point. You better if you trade you for a build it up around them. But what are you going to do? You're going to get a, a t- what twelve game rental on Jonathan Taylor because you can't pay him. Yeah, you don't no. pay Taylor. Is um seventeen too low? Too high or just right, Wilson, for the Cleveland Browns. One spot below your Steelers, one spot ahead of the Lions. I mean, it feels too high. for. I was never high on this team. Everyone was trying yeah, to sell on Deshaun Watson this summer. The defense is much better. They've had a ton of injuries, and that's been unfortunate. Nick Chubb is obviously the big one, but Darius Smith limped off. Uh, they lost one of the cornerbacks. Newsom went Both out with corners. an elbow injury. Uh, they lost two one? corners. Who was the other one? Denzel? They lost uh, Emerson and, Emerson, uh, and okay. Newsom. Emerson was a guy that didn't try to tackle uh, George on the on the slant seventy one yarder. Didn't didn't so I I mean I, I could be wrong here, but like last week or last week after Pete left, we were doing like which is the worst, which ranking is going to look stupid in two weeks. Didn't somebody say the Browns are too low? Was it Wilson? <laughs> no, was it I don't think it was me. I I, I I'm not so. Well, we said the Browns were overranked at number seven look, in the top ten. Oh, that's that's a, a, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, that's, that's right. a good team. That's a really good team but if the quarterback can play close year, to anything. Right, but every year Cleveland finds a way to Cleveland it up, and this year is no different. That's all I'm saying. Would, would the Browns be better if they traded Deshaun Watson straight up for Brock Purdy? Yes, they'd be a lot better. Brock Purdy can play can play in that offense better. I mean, he's not perfect. Brock but Purdy was bad the other day, by the way. He wasn't that's a good. serious question. Would you rather have Brock Purdy in that offense or, or Deshaun Watson? Brock Purdy. Uh, I, I don't think Deshaun Watson is that good. So it's he's not that six good. and one half dozen. They're all lumped together in the same pile. If you ask wow, me. would Deshaun Watson be a tier six guy? He's, I don't, I don't he isn't one, and he isn't tier two. I can tell you that. No, he ain't tier three right now. All right. Is, is Deshaun Watson better than Kirk Cousins? No. No, you take – I think Kevin Stefanski would much rather have Kirk Cousins running this offense. Absolutely. Right Absolutely yeah. would. Without question. All right, we got to take a break. But first, Sunday, it's week three in the NFL, and CBS features the next chapter in the AFC, AFC East rivalry between the Patriots and the Jets or the Broncos taking on the Dolphins. Get set for kickoff beginning at noon Eastern with JB and the guys on the NFL today. All hail Sunday. The NFL is on CBS and streaming on Paramount Plus. When we come back, we'll break down the alien invaders. We're going to be just like the uh, the Mexican government. We found aliens, and they are inside of Top Pete's Top 10 Power Rankings. Coming up next. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. 
Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. All right, welcome back to the Pick 6 Podcast here. Ryan Wilson, John Breach, and Pete Briscoe. I'm Will Brinson, of course. Top 10 we got alien invaded. I just, I mean, it was kind of ridiculous. Like apparently this guy who like, when he like works with the Mexican government is like this big alien, alien, like, like study guy. And he's like, this is the second time he's tried to pawn off like a, just like an ancient, like central American, like body. And he's like, we've had aliens for 300 years. Back. And everybody's like, dude, you just don't know what the DNA is. I don't know. I think it's, I think it's a funny story. Maybe, maybe. I'm wait, wait. Is, 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 so aliens from out of space, he believes that? He, he, he has twice in the last like 10 years called to have a formal proceeding where he presents this little body in a coffin. It's like, it has DNA that we don't know where it's from. It's an alien. We've had it in our possession for like a hundred years uh, in, in the behind the scenes in the government. I, I, you know what? My wife always, she, she thinks there's people, other planets and people on. Well, she's married to you in her defense. And I don't don't believe it at all. She goes, well, if you're not a believer, they're going to come take you. And I go, can they take me? I'll take my chances. I don't believe in that garbage. (laughs) Don't you, don't you think, don't you think she's like sitting inside her house being like, I mean, I'm married to an alien. Like there's gotta be other ones out there. I will say though, if there's another planet with filled with people, I'd love to meet the other Pete. I mean, if if he's out there, I'd like to hang out with him. He'd be a great guy to hang out with. He'd make you laugh. You have a lot of fun. You'd, you'd have a good old time. Where is he? I want to meet him. You he's say like that now. He picks the Jaguar. He's like he's like I can't believe you've been picking the Packers and the Jaguars every year, Pete. He's like, <laughs> um, anyway, top ten of alien invasions into your or alien invasions into your top ten. You got a bit aggressive in pushing teams up after you're like, don't, no need to overreact. Let's not overreact. And you just blasted Derek Carr and the Saints up seven spots to number nine overall uh, after barely, frankly, beating the Titans, definitely barely beating the Titans and not really dominating a bad Panthers team. You sure about that? Well, that defense is really good now. I mean, that's why. And and when you look at the team, Carr played okay for him on the road. Yeah, uh, for him, that was terrible. I don't know what he was looking at. There were eight guys there, and just one guy picked it off. Yeah, he played okay for him on the road because he's had problems on the road, as you guys know. Uh, But I think that defense will carry them. I think the offensive line will get better. Um, So, yeah, look, they have talent on that team, and defensively they're going to win a lot of games and be in a lot of games. And that's what it's going to be ugly, but they're going to be in a lot of games. So nine are the Saints. One spot ahead of them are the Commanders. I actually well, like they it. started high in my rankings. So that's remember, fine. You were high on them coming into the season. I was. I was you little, making the playoffs? Yes. Okay. I was a little concerned. I wanted to see how things sorted themselves out. But new ownership, the fans are rejuvenated. Sam Howell, my QB two from that draft class, worth noting. I have to reiterate that. 
uh, to cover up for number one there. He seems like he's coming along. Seems like he's putting things together. Brian I Robinson. I was a big Sam Howell guy, too, with you. We both were. You're rewriting history there, but that's okay. No, I'm not. Now, why do you think I picked the commanders? I, because I believe in Sam Howell. I'm a Sam, right. Howell, I'm a Sam Howell, Howell guy, too, honestly. Like, I mean, he went to Carolina. So, like, if I'm saying that, it's not, I'm not, I'm not full of it. So, Breach, let me ask you this, though, because the top 10, it's like one of these things are not like the other. I get the commanders there. They're sort of an upstart, uh, plucky group. Bills, Dolphins, Ravens, Chiefs up top, and then the Jaguars at 10, and then smack dab in the middle or the, the Saints. Do you have any comment about what's going on there? I have a comment on the Commanders. What This team oh, almost really? lost to the Arizona Cardinals in week one. They were losing in the fourth quarter. It took a miracle to beat Arizona. They're trailing 21-3 to to Denver. The, I mean, what is going on here? Yes, they did win both of those games, but they've basically been outplayed in five or six of the eight quarters they've played so far. I, I don't know how they're a top-10 team. Oh. Well, they're a top-10 team because they're 2-0. and They're a top-10 team because now they have Chase Young back. He didn't play in the opener. They're a top-10 team because Sam Howell's getting better. They're a top-10 team because I do think the offensive line, which had a bad performance against Arizona, will get better. But every offensive line's had a lot of bad performances in this league. Uh, I, I just think that team is loaded with talent. I really do. And and I, I'm bullish on Sam Howell. I think he's good. And I think Eric Bieniemy calls a great game. And he's, he's, he's made him a better quarterback, and he made that offense better. I, out of out of the thirty two teams on your list, you can only have thirty two. I count fourteen teams that you moved five spots or more. Do you feel like you is it? You were fairly you. I mean, you were fairly good about. It, I think in week one, where you like you didn't want to crazily overreact. I mean, is that is that just sort of a you feel like you got a good grasp on the teams now? Or I mean, it's hard. Uh, yeah, I got a. Uh, I mean, like the Lions. Uh, how do you lay that egg? Uh, to me, that's a bad loss for them. I mean, that's a Seattle team that lost to the Rams at home that goes on the road. Rams and, might be good, though. Huh? We'll get, we'll get well, to that later. I've said that all along. I think that guy's a great coach, and they have a lot of young players. They're going to be feisty all year long. I don't know how many games they're going to win, but they're going to be feisty. But the Lions losing at home, you were rested, by the way. You had extra rest. Uh, it's just a bad look for the Lions. And and Geno Smith was awful in week one, did whatever he wanted to in, in week two. That's not a good look for the Lions. Yeah, my, my whole thing about the Lions, and I said this before, like, I mean, for weeks leading up to the season, was I don't really care what happens at Kansas City. Get blown out, win the game, anything in between, it doesn't matter. What really matters is how do you respond to either a win or being blown out or just any loss? Like, like How do you respond against the, the Seahawks and the Falcons at home because those are two NFC games at home that you really need to win. Now, if they're two and one after three games, if they beat the Falcons this week, I think they're all. I think they're where they probably should have been, right? But if they're one and two, like you throw that cheat that win against the Chiefs in the trash. Like I mean, whatever. Like it, it doesn't really mean that much if you lose those two home games against NFC opponents. You know, the other thing is the Falcons. They're two and zero, oh. and when you look Thank at you them, that's a bit. I mean, that's a big game for them. This week, the Falcons they were two and zero at home, and I want to say this about Arthur Smith: when you're down two, and you have a fourth down late in the game, there's no need to go for it, buddy. None, zero. Kick your field goal and win the game. Then ask your defense to make your stops. The Packers had one timeout and a two-minute warning. That's all you had to do, and he ran the play. Why would you risk the game? And I know he had timeouts at the time, and maybe he's thinking, okay, we can stop him, get the ball back. Kick your field goal. I, I, you know, and people, uh, the analytics guys are saying, oh, well, it gave him a 6% more chance to You don't risk it. You kick and win. It was, on the, it was two minutes and eight. So like, on the 23-yard line. Yeah, on the 23-yard line. And the Packers had one timeout and the two-minute warning. 
So you're talking about a 30 or 40 yard field goal. They end up kicking a 25 yard field goal and melting a bunch more. But he, burned clock. he burned clock. He burned clock. I mean, I, 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 I tend to agree with you generally there, but I also think like if this is going to be your identity, like a power run, run heavy team, like you go out and get, I mean, well, they, didn't run, the, they, didn't, they ran wide. They didn't run it up the middle. I'm just saying they're, they're just a running team. Like, I mean, but like you're the nature of what you do is going to give you options on those fourth and ones. You know what I mean? He should have caught. He nearly cost his team the game. And by the way, I don't know if you guys saw that when he called the play, he was panicking because he didn't like what he saw out there, but he didn't call yeah, timeout did. and they ran the play. Yeah. Who are he's like, huh, huh, huh. Yeah. All right. Three playoff teams from last year started the season 0 and 2. The Bengals, who dropped nine spots down to 21. The Chargers, who dropped seven down to 22. And the Vikings, who dropped two down to 26. Uh, we'll throw the Patriots in here too because. Um, I think they look fairly sharp for an 0-2 team. They dropped one spot down to 28. Pete, which team do you trust the most to bounce back and make a playoff push or a playoff run? Uh, Is Joe Burrow healthy? If Joe Burrow's healthy, it's the Bengals. The problem is I don't think he's healthy. Yeah. I, I think that that's going to be a problem. And once you hurt your calf and you come back too soon and you hurt your calf again, you're going to come back too soon. You're probably going to hurt your calf again. And the offense is entirely different because of his calf injury. They don't drive the ball down the field. He's getting the ball out quick as well, his second quickest in the league now. Uh, he's, his ability to move in the pocket is limited. I, I just think that his game is different when he's hurt. And he's hurt. And he hurt it again. They haven't said what it is to what extent, but he doesn't look the same. That's why I have the Bengals slide because I think he's hurt. And if he misses a long period of time, they could be in big trouble. Prisco, that's why they should put him on injured reserve. Look, here's the thing is, Prisco, you're absolutely right. I can't even pick the Bengals as the 0-2 team most likely to bounce back because they've got to figure out this Burrow situation. Same reason I wouldn't bet on the Bengals to win the Super Bowl today because I have no idea who their quarterback is going to be in three weeks because you don't know what's going to happen with Burrow. I mean, Prisco, you hit the nail on the head with they're in a nightmare cycle right now where he's got this calf injury. If he keeps playing, it's only going to get worse. The only way it's going to heal is if they bench him for a few weeks and the only way you're going to bench it for a few weeks, put him on injured reserve. Let him sit out for four weeks. Then you have a bye five weeks away. So he gets five weeks off to heal. And then you have to hope that heals him. If it doesn't, your season's over anyway. So I do think. Yeah, but, but Breach, how long did he have to heal the first time? It was six almost weeks. five weeks, wasn't six. it? It, it was, it was also five weeks. But And that's the other thing is the Bengals, I, you know, obviously they didn't let on with the severity of the injury. But if there was any question, let him miss the first game or the second game, that doesn't hurt you at all. You're 0-2 anyway right now if you would let your backup start those games because what has happened is that they have, one one, honestly, well, they've, changed, they've changed their playbook with Burrow. You're not seeing him roll out of the pocket as much. Like Pete said, all his throws are coming from in the pocket. Last year, Burrow had like uh, eight carries for 70 yards through two weeks. This year, he has one carry for five yards. He's been afraid to run because it seems like he's afraid to aggravate the calf, which happened anyway, to aggravate that injury, which happened anyway, even though he was trying not to run uh, and it didn't happen on a run play. But the thing is, they're kind of in this purgatory right now, and I don't know what you do if you're the Bengals, but I wouldn't feel comfortable sending him out a Monday night against Aaron Donald knowing he's hobbled, mm -hmm. can't protect himself, and can't run for his life because he can't run right now. So uh, this is a dicey situation. I would not take the Bengals as my 0-2 bounce back team. All that being said, I would take the Vikings. 
Oh, wow. Wait, wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. You, you were this Bengals rant, then you're like, I'll take the Vikings? Well, the question Ooh. was about 0-2 bounce back team, so my pick is the Vikings. You think the Vikings, yeah, make the, playoff? the Vikings have a chance to make the playoffs? I think they do have a chance to make the playoffs. Why? Why, why not? They're, they're <laughs> Why not? I mean, is the I mean, if the logic is they're in the NFC and they don't have to deal with as many good teams in the AFC, I mean, that's fine. Like they're in a weak division. I don't know any. Like you love Kirk Cousins, they have Justin Jefferson. Any of those things would suffice for an answer. Okay, fine. Oh, the Vikings are zero and two. They're only one game out of first place. Pete just pointed out all the problems with the Lions losing that home game to the Seahawks. I don't trust Jordan Love yet. I think that uh, Kirk Cousins is probably the best quarterback in that division still. He's and as long as they beat the Chargers in week three and get the one and two, you know, their season's not even close to over because nobody in that division is going to win 12 or 13 games. It's going to take 10 or 11. They're close enough. They're not even close to Adam and I like the Vikings. Is that an elimination game Sunday? I think it is for the Chargers. I think yeah. the Vikings yeah, could be for, you go to 0 and 3 and you're even in the, as the division's not great, but you go to 0 and 3, that's a big hole. If the Vikings lose that game, that's two home losses, too. Yeah, yeah I mean, it, it's, it's point. Yeah. Go ahead, Bridge. Chargers no, don't have no, home no. games, though. So. <laughs> Go, Wilson. I was going to say, to Bridge's point, Kirk Cousins hasn't been the problem this year, and we like to point fingers to Kirk Cousins, so he's actually right. been playing he hasn't pretty been. well. He's played well, yeah. Yeah, even on national well. television. So, uh, Breach, quickly, I'll ask you this. Where is the Breacho optimistic meter uh, on the Bengals' probability of making the playoffs? Not high. I need to see Burrow play one, one good game. So if he goes out and plays against the Rams and throws for 350 yards and three touchdowns, I'll feel a lot better. But until I see Joe Burrow play a normal Joe Burrow game where he can be mobile, he can escape the pocket, yeah. uh, he can make the downfield throws that he can't make because he's planting on his right leg. He's over 12 on throws of 15 yards downfield. So half his game is just out the window because of his inj this injury. So that needs to be fixed, and I need to see him play a Joe Burrow game. And plus, before it I bleeds over. It bleeds huh? over to the it bleeds over to the receivers. It bleeds over to the oh, offensive yeah. line and defense. The defense hasn't been as good. At least they weren't that good the other day. I just think when your quarterback is hurt, it just takes over the whole team, and so yeah. that it's it's a bad situation. I think you could actually argue that this calf injury is worse, and just in terms of coming into this season with it, is worse than the ACL coming off the ACL from the year before, you know, mid, mid, like early, midway through the year, and then the emergency uh, appendix thing that he had to deal with. Like this is, I mean, he's been really bad, and it's probably related to the calf. Um, Wilson, do you uh, do you want to take the charge? Explain why the Chargers bounce back no, from 0-2? I can't. I can't even do it. I love the Chargers. I want Brandon Staley to <laughs> – it's like when you have your, your kid and he, he keeps doing the same stupid thing you tell him not to do. And at some point, like, all right, so just, just get out of the house. Like, just like real Go live outside and, and figure it out and then come back when you have it figured out. So when Brandon Staley has it figured out, he can come back in and we can eat dinner together and talk about I it. I'm going to go. Come back. I don't know if he's coming back in because I think I, I think he's starting to realize. You see him snap at the reporter. He's not happy in that post-game uh, press conference. Yeah, I think I, – I mean, it's almost like the dagger he stares at me when he sees me. But th that's uh, – <laughs> That's one of those um, situations where you look at it and you go, okay, this is coming unglued. This is That's this is right. bad. And by the way, he's a defensive wizard, supposedly, and the How's worst the part of that team out? is the defense. How's that working And they have out? stars on that defense, or at least uh, alleged stars. Hey, well, so, like, I was I was on San Diego Radio with uh, Darren Smith talking about – he's like, hey, let's take 10 minutes to just make fun of Brandon Staley. I was like, deal. It sounds good. Um, the His defense is bad. He makes poor in, like in-game coaching decisions. He doesn't even follow the analytics, and it's like th those are the three things that you're supposed to be good at. And then the the I mean the reporter in question that Pete's talking about, by the way, if you didn't see it, they asked Brandon Steele if the Jaguars playoff game was carrying over into this season, and he snapped. And 
Pete, I mean, we, you've been doing this a long time, and I, I mean, the three other three, the other three of us have been doing it a pretty long time. When somebody snaps like that at a reporter, and they have this like calm demeanor, usually that is a surefire indication that that dude knows he is like he is on the last straw when it comes to his job. No doubt. And and by the way, isn't if I'm not mistaken, this is Tom Telesco's third coach. Mm-hmm. And so if this doesn't work out, I mean, look, Tom's done some good stuff there, but. You, you don't usually get two coaches as a general. You usually get two maybe as a general manager, not three. So that would be not good for the for the front office either. Right. I mean, when you look at this team on paper, you got a quarterback who can sling it around. You got an all-world left tackle. You have receivers who can catch the football. You have a pass rusher in Bozo who is dominant, uh, although he hadn't been. Um, you have Khalil Mack, who's been a really good player. He's not the same player, but he's still good. Derwin James is supposedly an all-world safety. You have some decent corners. What the hell is wrong with them? They have five first-round picks. That doesn't include Keenan Allen because he was a third-round pick. Five first-round picks on offense. Um, And then on defense, of course, if you count uh, uh, Khalil Mack, I believe you have four – you have Bosa, Khalil Mack, Kenneth Murray. I'm not saying they all have to be good. Derwin James. So you have four. So you have nine starting first-round picks, and your team is – scored 50-plus points in the first two weeks of the season, you haven't turned the ball over, and you're 0-2. Like, at some point, you just look at it and go, this is coaching. And, oh, yeah. the other thing, too, is, like, I feel pretty confident that Tom Telesco knew if the Chargers hired um, Sean Payton that he would end up getting pushed out because that's just what, you know, what happens with a coach with that kind of power and probably was, like, standing pretty hard not to hire Sean Payton, so... I mean, that, that probably yeah, won't. I mean, Sean's on. done a lot of things in Denver that he's taken over already, like sticking the reporters up in the, in the, um, up on a hill. That's oh, true. God. Still hearing about That's that. That's true. Oh, <laughs> my God. I went there. I'm like, well, usually you go on a sideline, you hang out and everything. And those guys go, no, you got to stand up here in the hill. So as soon as Sean came by, he, he came over, we were going to do a hit with me. I go, I would have brought telescope to watch practice. I knew we were going to stand all the way to hell up on the hill. He goes, uh, I didn't do, he goes, I didn't do that. I go, okay. Um, I'm going to take very quickly. I'll point out. I think the Patriots have a chance to make a little run here. Uh, next four games at the Jets versus the Cowboys versus the Saints and at the Raiders. I think three and one is viable there, given how well the defense has played and how Mac Jones has played. Not saying it'll happen. They could easily be one and one right now. If you go three and one, you're three and three, and you're back on track with uh, plenty of division games in your future. All right, let's dig in to the worst of the worst of Pete and his power ranking. Actually, I'll tell you what. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we'll do Pete's the worst of Pete's power rankings and some non-quarterback MVPs. Next. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, 
turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. All right. The worst of the worst on your power rankings, Pete. They're all bad, but I mean, we're just picking like the three worst ones. Uh, and I will start pretty easy because it's a clown move on your part to have the Rams. The Rams, the led by the future Hall of Famer, Matthew Stafford, playing incredible football this year. A couple of mistakes against the 49ers, but pretty, really good football this year. Uh, you got him at 23. Way too low for me. Defend yourself quickly. Uh, look, I, I have respect for Sean McVay and the Rams. I just don't think they're that talented. That's why they're down where they're at. Uh, they're it's gonna they're gonna be in a lot of games, just like they were against the 49ers. They're just not gonna win a lot. Wilson, who's Pete? What's the worst pick on Pete's power rankings? The Bears. They're at 30. They should be at 32. I have no idea how they're not the worst <laughs> team in the NFL. That team is straight up dog dookie, Pete. Yeah, they're not very good, but uh, you know the teams right there at the bottom aren't very good either. If you watch, but they them. have hope. This team has no hope. That team feels like on the outside looking in, like the players have quit on, the, especially the offensive coordinator who calls Matt Luke Canada Jesse. and says, "I'm worse than you are at my job." Did you yeah, see the, 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 the offense is the offense is weird, and the fact <laughs> that the way they use Justin Fields is strange as well. Makes no sense. Did you did you see our boy Big Cat after the week one loss to the Packers? It's like I saw it on Instagram. It's like he's on PMTV. He's talking. He's like he's like he's like. It's just the Bears just lose to the Packers. It's just what happens. They've got another great quarterback. Fields is terrible. And it's like there's no reason to watch football or live life any longer. Like, what is the, what's the point of this? If you're a Bears fan, well, Chris man, Hassel, who works with us, is a big Bears fan, and he's just he he hates it. I mean, he's just yeah. agonizing to watch. Breach, worst ranking on Pete's power ranks. Uh, I'm gonna go with the Patriots at 28. I think the Patriots would be probably at least the next 10 teams in front of them on this list, maybe the next 15. Uh, yes, they're 0-2, I get that, but I, I just feel like they're a lot better than 28, Pete. Yeah, well, first off, one thing about the Patriots the other night, why in the hell did he take DeMario Douglas out of the game? Because he fumbled the a, ball. He didn't take care of the who football. Who cares? Pete. The guy was going to that. Go watch that. Go put that play on the All-22. He was going to the house by putting his foot in the ground. You what just, happened? You missed, on, you missed on DeMario Douglas. I hit on him, and you got to try and rip on the Learn the game, Wilson. Here's the thing. Learn the, game. the damn game. Pete and I both liked him in the fourth round. Pete has no, I loved him. Stop. I loved him. Stop. All right. Hey, that movie was making, by the way. That was special now. That I agree with. Don't fumble. That's all I'm saying. Did you I see agree. The, I mean, he's going, he thinks he's going on a house call and he gets a guy coming from behind. That's hard to do. And you take him out. You have no juice on the outside. And you take the guy who has juice out. That's just Belichick being stubborn. And Belichick, Belichick got asked about it a lot in the postgame, like five times. He kept doing like, I mean, we have lots of skill position guys. They just play. Mac Jones was do? dealing. That's all I yeah. know. I mean, what do you want to do? What do you want to do? Take away all you're doing by not putting him back in there is risking the kid's confidence the next time he goes back in. It's just that's just being football arrogant. That's all that is. You're so angry. All right. Because we like to rank silly. This show's all about rank. This episode is all about ranking silly things. We're gonna do uh, well, not silly things, but like silly things at the top, and then we do like some football-related rankings at the back end. Uh, Non-quarterback top five MVP candidates for you, Pete. Um, you can go defense. You can go receiver. And you know, like we, we'll give a little leeway. Like the team doesn't have to be great because we're two weeks. Micah Parsons. Micah Parsons one, or you just want to list five? One. I'll list five, but I okay. put him at one. Oh, okay. Um. 
gosh, five. You want some help? Puka shells. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? You know what I said on yesterday's show. Um, I don't know if you guys think I, I like the Puka. Like the Rams receivers sound like how you would teach like a five year old how to, or like a, or like a two year old, I guess, or three. I don't know. Whatever the hell age you. I taught Robbie to use the bathroom, but it's like, hey, buddy, do you need to go uh, use uh, tutu or Puka? If we don't get done pretty soon, I might be doing two two right here. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, I, I think uh, Tyreek Hill. Um, yep. Boy, I'm trying to think off the top of my head. Christian McCaffrey should probably be on your list. McCaffrey, that's right. You want to? If you, don't I, help. I, him, I just Richard. can't put. I just can't put running backs in that spot. Um, Christian McCaffrey. Uh, who else? Give me some other ones. I, you know, um, I have on my list. Bijan. That's a little ahead of the curve. Bijan is is balling out. He is absolutely dominated. Read it. What's his yardage numbers? He averaged six point four yards per carry last. What's his yardage numbers? You gotta you gotta have yardage numbers on both sides if you're gonna be. Second the NFL in rushing. Yeah, yeah. He's second in the NFL rushing. Yeah, is that what you wanted to hear? I don't think he. I mean, you know who's you know number three in the NFL rushing is DeAndre Swift. He had three rushing yards in the week one, and number four is Nick Chubb. So I mean, like, if we're going running backs, Bijan should probably be on there. And he's played well, and he's a threat in the the receiving game too. No, he's a good player. But you know what? In four years, he'll be complaining about being tagged, and then be playing somewhere else. Well, probably, but we're doing the MVP for 2023. We got to put him in there. (laughs) I just have a hard time putting running backs, and that's Bob. That's all. Um, Let's see. Receiving rec- leaders in receiving yards right now. Justin Jefferson's one, but the team's zero and two. I mean, uh, you want to hear a crazy fact about Justin Jefferson? He doesn't have a I touchdown do. yet. No, oh, you, you know, you know, you know, who should be on the uh, the list here. Mike Evans. Puka? Mike Evans. Mike Evans. I mean, he the Bucks like are two and zero, and they were non-quarterbacks. <laughs> yeah, maybe. And he's he a great start. CD Lamb could be on the list. Running a four eight forty. I give him credit. Like he can't jump, he can't run, and he got all those yards last weekend just dominating people. Uh, Wilson, who who are we missing from? Let me give you three defensive names, and you can pick one, two, three, or zero. And these are random order, but the order that I love the most. T.J. Watt, Fred Warner, Chris Jones. Chris Jones came back and immediately made an impact, by the way. Chris Jones. One, but one game. He only played one game, but he was he was unbelievable the other day. It was <laughs> yeah. sad what he did to that def- offensive line. He yeah, killed really the was. rookie. He killed the rookie. He killed the the left the right guard. It was amazing. So yeah, but TJ Watt for sure. Yep. Um, Fred Warner's been crushing it too. What's that? Fred Warner's been playing out of his mind too. Yeah, but he's not even the best defensive player on his own team, or the Wait. most valuable. Who Bosa? Yeah, I think I say Hafanga. I like him too. So I think my no. five would be Micah, TJ, um, Tyreek. Oh no, sorry, sorry. I would go. Actually, I'm going to go Chris McCaffrey one, Micah two. Tyreek three, TJ Watt four, and just spacing out the defensive players. And then uh, I like Bijan at five. Oh, Bijan Robinson. I'm a big Bijan fan, as anyone who's watched this podcast is fully aware. Ray, yeah, show the special I, team. I don't think the, the Falcons hole. are going to stay there. Do you? I said I, th- I. I mean, I picked the Falcons to make the make the playoffs and be really good. So yeah. And what else did you pick? Bowl prediction. For My bowl prediction was they'll finish with the most wins in the NFL. And they're tied for the most wins in the NFL. You're on the right. You're on the right path. Schedule's easy. If they man. win this, you know if they win this week at Detroit, then you got to really start believing in them. The, well, they're two hardest. They're two. They're like two hardest games that when we were going through the list. Outside of like, uh, we got one like at the Bills, where it's like they're probably. Gonna, I mean, they're not going to win all seventeen. By the way, like, Ritter's Ritter's played pretty good football. There's another quarterback played, yeah. Ryan didn't like. I haven't gone back and watched him. I need to go back and watch him. <laughs> <laughs> 
from what I've seen. I, I, he's, he's you just better. botched that entire draft class. I feel for you. Kenny <laughs> Pickett, quarterback one for Pete Prisco. I admit you, that. Okay. Ritter was two. That, right? Ritter yeah. was two. Howell was three. I right, Howell too. Anybody else on your list, Breach, that you want to include? Uh, you guys mentioned everyone, but I will shout out a couple kickers. How about <laughs> nice. Brandon Aubrey from the Cowboys coming out in MLS? Struggled a little bit in the preseason, but is seven for seven on field goals with a long of 55. Uh, Jake Moody also struggled a little bit in the preseason, but has come out and crushed it. Hit a 57-yarder uh, in week two. Also is 100% on his field goals, six for six. He has looked fantastic. Uh, so probably those two guys and the Titans look pretty smart for adding Nick Falk, who is having a pretty strong season. Uh, also seven for seven. Breach, who's is this the your, uh, best is punter? Is this your nod to Mark Mosley? You got to mention a couple kickers. Come on, give me a break. Hey, no. hey, a kicker won MVP before Pete. Don't hate. I know he did. I know he did. He That's why you mentioned him. That was for he anybody who didn't know that. And he won um, with I, I mentioned him, but just to just to clear, like I think CD Lamb should be on. The honorable mention list, at least. He's no, really good. we have one Cowboys player. It's Brandon Aubrey. Brandon. You just listen to Cowboys. <laughs> you just listen to Cowboys kicker. Oh, after Micah Parsons. Sorry. Yeah. Breach. Did you pick uh, Micah Parsons to be the defensive player of the year? I did. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's that feels like it's not even controversial, is it? Oh, you know, you know who's a sneaky non-quarterback MVP too, and I, I did. I don't think he was that did a ton against San Francisco, but Aaron Donald, man, played. He played with his hair on fire in Week One. Yeah, he wasn't great the other day though. I haven't watched the tape yet, but the yeah. TV tape he didn't look great. Yeah, he didn't. He didn't. Yeah, he didn't do much. He didn't really pop out. But I mean, Kyle's chin hands good at, at scheming up to keep Aaron Donald out of the mix. It's a shame. It, uh, I'll be honest with you. It's a shame the the Browns didn't win last night because Grant Delpit is playing out of his mind. Uh, he he blew that coverage on the George Pickens. I know, but no, yeah, the, 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 he didn't get over. But the, the corner's got to carry him all the way through there. The corner's playing outside lever, so he thought that. that yeah, that, he's got to carry. He's there. a man to man. He's got it. They played a ton. No, of they man. were. That, that was not man to man. Pete, go watch. I got to go back and look at it. it Look like. I got to go back and look at it. I was watching it on TV. I didn't watch the tape yet, but it looked like he was a man. They play. They play a ton of man with Jim Schwartz. By the Schwartz way, Schwartz is uh, actually. I like Schwartz being there. I think he's a. a, a I agree. One of the highlights of that. That. Uh, organization as they currently uh jesse bates has been really good for the falcons been very good very yes yeah, ask, ask bryce young about that yeah ask, bryce young uh, hasn't seen him about yet. that wish he, wish he had him matt milano has been by really the good way, too. Is, by the way should we go through the rookie quarterbacks real quick bryce young's struggling he doesn't look very good ar5s I, look good he just got to quit taking the hits yeah he's i haven't watched cj yesterday but i heard cj look pretty good cj came back in that game and made yeah. some nice throws if I you had to rank him right now you'd probably rank him richardson stroud bryce yeah, Bryce. I agree with that. Do you, uh, with the Bryce thing, just real quick. I mean, like, I'm not trying to like stand for Bryce here, but um, I do think that they have had the Panthers have had um, through the first two weeks of the season, like just kind of like tough defensive matchups. I think the Falcons are better defensively than people think, and then New Orleans are very good defenses. We pointed out. I just, I mean, I, look, they're division problems, so that's it's not going to get easier. Uh, and he doesn't have a ton of weapons. It's just, I think man. he's having a hard time adjusting to the speed of the game a little bit. And and the other thing is is he's not reading it out like the, you saw the Bates interceptions. How do you not see him? They were it the, they were. It was the exact same throw twice too. It was pretty bad. Yeah, how do you not see him? Yeah, and he seems um, afraid to throw the ball down. I mean, when he makes some plays though, they're beautiful. Don't get me There's, wrong. There's some some of those throws he makes are beautiful. Quick fun fact on Bryce Young: four point two yards per attempt through two games. Uh, according to ESPN Stats and Info, that is the third lowest mark mm -hmm. in NFL history for a quarterback through their first two career games.
Is Blaine he's Gabbert a, he, one he's of the guys also below? holding it a little bit when he does have time too, and and then when he doesn't, it, it, you know, he's taken some shots. We know that in the preseason, it, he's he's felt some phantom pressure too. To, to answer Brinson's question, that the answer is no. It is uh, Kyle Bowler and Billy Joe Tolliver. So not exactly Kyle a list Bowler. you want to be on. I love the Kyle Bowler call out. I mean, look, they the Panthers' longest offensive play before that last touchdown drive on the season was like 15 yards and they they just don't they have no speed out there they got they're not By the they way, don't... before we get out of here i got you mentioned Kyle Bo- Kyle Bowler i think i've told you guys this story before but at his pro day workout yeah they uh he was throwing all kinds of rockets all over the place <laughs> and he put a garbage can down like 40 yards away from from where the guys were watching him make the pro day workout this is before they were all on tv and everything and he's throwing it and throwing it. And he goes, and he couldn't get it in the garbage can. And he's throwing it. And he goes, I'll get it, guys. Don't leave yet. And then he goes, I'll get it. I'll get it. I'll get it. And everybody who was there started leaving and walking up the steps of the stadium. And they hear, I got it. That's he's screaming. He fly- when Is everybody left, he threw it in the garbage can. <laughs> that's all you need to know about Kyle Bowler. Oh, man. Story time with Uncle Pete. It's just the best. All right. That's it. This one's done. Show's over. Pete, as always, great talking with you. Wilson, Reach, of course, as well. Join us all week long for more NFL coverage tomorrow. It's Dues Days with Brady. That's right. We renamed the show. Uh, me, BQ, and Dues, Lazio Deusable, and Brady Quinn. Of course, uh, you can see Brady's signature right here. Brinson Sucks right on there. He wants a Brinson Sucks hat, so if somebody's got one, send it to him. Uh, one last reminder, give us a like or a comment. Hit that subscribe button on YouTube. If you're listening to the pod version, download it. Send that to Brady, man. Follow, subscribe, leave a five-star review, and tell all your friends to give us a listen. Thanks as always, guys, for Pete, for Wilson, for Breach. I'm Brinson. We'll see you guys later.